I'm the host this week. This is Hal. Forgot I was hosting for a second. A plus, uh, a plus reaction time there, bud. Yeah, thank you. I was kind of looking at your cues, trying to figure out what was going on. Great to be here. Um, I'm not usually a big cold opens guy. As you guys can tell, Dale, uh, BizDev Dale is not with us. Going to quickly throw this out there. One game suspension for him, one podcast suspension. He's he's acting like he quit. Well, he's fired for this podcast, if you ask me. So the one podcast suspension, that that means he won't be here next week as well? No, is I mean, I think mean, or is it, or are we just, are we controlling the story? Yeah, I, it's up to you. I mean, you can interpret it how you want. I hadn't really thought it through. Part of me was like, just kind of like, oh yeah, it's for the media to look like we suspended him, kind of like in college football when they like a kid gets caught drinking and they suspend him for like the first quarter. And then like he goes out there and plays the rest of the game and it's like he learned his lesson. No, I, I, I think so. And I think especially with the fact that, you know, like we, we all have our lives. Um, it is Valentine's Day. It's, it's, uh, Hal's first Valentine's Day as a Mr. and Mrs. Hal. He's still here. Uh, under scrutiny. Under protest. You are under scrutiny, under protest. And I'm just going to get out here and say it. Guys, it fucking got me. Ked's got the coronavirus, COVID-19. And uh, I'm here. And I'm fucking battling a disease that takes down a lot of people. So uh, when, when it comes to that, it's, I'm not trying to pat myself on the back or anything like that. But I think leaders lead and pretenders pretend. So, uh so what we got, I, I do want to, I, I have a couple of stories before we kind of get into it in terms of the COVID thing. Can I, can I just arrest, uh, address one thing really quick before yeah, that? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so you're, you're battling COVID, right? I'm no. battling Valentine's Day and Dale's no. battling snowshoeing in the woods. So I think the one game suspension was well earned, but move on. No, no, hundred percent. I just kind of want to give people a little background on the whole COVID thing. Uh, I think BizDev kind of talked about it a little bit. He didn't really get into any, he just said he had a fever. Um, I'm not trying to one ump him or anything, but I, I don't have taste. I don't have smell. Um, I had chicken wings yesterday. I had no idea what I was eating. I drink this cran grape juice tastes like water. I remember life before having COVID thinking about like, Oh, people lose taste and smell like that can't be real. They probably taste a little bit or smell a little bit. No, you can't like, it's the weirdest fucking thing, dude. I would give anything to be able to just like drink a light blue Gatorade right now and like be able to taste that. And you can't, and that's brutal, which brings me to my next thing. Uh, I went and got tested today. The test already came back. Your, your, your boy, uh, I, the rapid test they said took four hours. It only took like forty five minutes. I must be loaded with this shit. But uh, so I, I get there and I don't really know what I'm supposed to do. So he's like, "Yeah, just go take your truck over here and and go through the line." So I go through the line. I give the lady my stuff, whatever, and she's like, "Okay, now you have to go over to this line." So I'm heading over to the other one, guys. And I don't know if you guys know this, but when you get sick, like you have a tendency of like, you know, getting gassy a little bit. And I'm sitting in my truck and it's fucking like eight degrees outside, so. I have to fart, dude. And I, I let like like a 10 second fart go. I'm like, shit, man, that was probably a good one. Like whatever. I'm not thinking of anything because like second nature, you don't think of anything after you fart. Normally after you fart, either you smell it right away and you're like, oh shit, that smells bad. Or you just, you think to yourself like, you know, maybe that fart didn't, <laughs> didn't smell as bad. Right. So I fucking hammer out this 10 second fart as I'm waiting in line. Windows are up again because it's 18 degrees out. I second nature in my mind. I'm like, oh, that must not have smelled whatever. So I fucking go up, and of course, the lady coming to the thing has the brightest blue eyes that you've ever seen in your entire life. Like, absolute rocket. Definitely dyed her hair a little bit. You know, Hal's laughing because he knows, like, this this girl's, like, right out my alley. Like, she drinks, like, Bud Lights at the bar. That's, like, her go-to drink. And um, 
she comes up to the door and she like knocks on. I'm like, oh my God, this girl's like pretty cute. So I roll down my window and she immediately takes like three or four steps back. And I'm like, I wonder why she fucking did that. Like, that's weird. So like, we kind of go through everything and like, I do my test and I go to leave. Do you know why she took three or steps back, dude? Because of your fart. I hot boxed my truck with farts on the whole way there, and I couldn't smell anything. And not at one point in my mind did I think, "Hey, maybe I should let this air out before I get to the lady who's sticking shit." Up. <laughs> yeah, you just rolled that down on her. Oh, I felt so bad. Just a cloud of Ked fart, and you know a Ked fart, dude. It's it's the worst. That sounds so bad. bad. I can't imagine so if you bad. had like people. Like, imagine if you had someone in the car with you and you would, like, put the child lock windows on and, like... Brutal, man. And, it, like, I'm not even being dramatic. Like, if a butterfly had, like, flown by during that point, it probably would have just died. Like, <laughs> dead, just drop right out there. But um, I'll be all right, guys. I'm just... I'm just fucking tired. It makes you really, really tired. But um, you want to? Do you want to dress the elf in the room where you at one point claimed you were tougher than COVID? Uh, yeah, I, I did think so. I thought the fact that I am a true-blooded American that I bleed red, white, and blue that I would never be able to contract a, a virus like this guy. Fuck, man, it got me. It, I, it, but you know what though? The only place I can think about where I would have gotten it is Lake Placid, New York. How ironic is that? Out, out right by the 80 rink. Yeah, you know, you know what I was thinking about. I don't know the next Olympics. Where are the Olympics next? I know. Oh, are they really? With COVID, how sick the Olympics would be the perfect time for them to go to Lake Placid, like because like there's not gonna be fans and shit anyway. Like, well, bro, you'd think, but I went to I went almost a fucking year without getting this thing, and I go there for for one day, eat some chicken wings, have some beers, try to fall in love, and I come back and I'm fucking on the mend. Did you go? Did you go tandem skating uh, in front of the high school on that like circle track? I don't know what tandem would mean, but we were definitely on that circle track outside of the thing, and it wasn't. It was less tandem. It was me like filming her, making sure she doesn't fall over, while I guess at the same time just breathing in all sorts of fucking grossness. <laughs> yeah, really, just a second miracle on ice. So maybe, maybe it was just like a miracle that you got it. You know what I mean? You really were tougher, but it was like. And Aruzioni was on the other side. It was. I. I still can't believe it, man. Like, I. I knew for sure I had it because, like, I went. I sprayed like a ton of cologne on this headband I had, and I go to smell it, and there was just nothing there. And I'm like, I'm trying to convince myself that I don't have it. I'm like, maybe this, maybe that. But then I'm thinking to myself, like, is there anything else that would just take away the fact that I can't taste this chicken wing or smell this cologne? Because, uh, like, I'm fucked. So um, I'll be okay, though, guys. And that's how you break down a fucking COVID diagnosis, by the way. We've done this before. One one was better. We'll let you guys decide. Um, <laughs> but I think now we kind of, oh, before we get into NHL news, we have we have more stuff. Last week, hand up, I thought that we were getting Twitter verified. Uh, but I'm just a pigeon who doesn't have the capabilities of fully rereading emails. And we ended up getting hacked. And we lost our Twitter followers, 30,000 of them. And for the next, I don't know, one or two days after that, you spiraled. Yeah. Do you know what, dude? <laughs> Hear me out. Maybe that's how I got COVID. Maybe, maybe I kind of put down my guard a little bit because I was spiraling about the Twitter followers. So I can either blame the girl I went to Lake Placid with for COVID, or I can blame the 30,000 Twitter followers that I thought I had lost. Or, or you could blame Harvey's where you were sitting down for that meal when you lost everything. Place is trash. I like absolute trash. Upstate New York and go to Saratoga. That's the last place to go. <laughs> Food is awful. 
And um, now that I'm thinking about it, I think the last beer that I'm going to be able to have that I'm going to be able to remember was a Miller Light at Harvey's when I had ordered a Bud Light. Yeah, and I would two things I wanted to add to the to the hacking. Uh, the the first we didn't really get hacked either. Like let's be clear, it was we got fished. Well, we got to bring this up. Yeah, we right. Didn't. So we got fished, right? So so that was the mistake. It's like you know those like trainings they have for the fifty five year olds that work at the office, so they make sure they don't Fuck make an oopsie. Off. I did on not the know email. that you were gonna come in at me like this. Yeah, and yeah, you guys I got excited. I thought I was gonna get verified. I'm and sorry. if we, if we want to replay last podcast too. Um, you could hear live on the podcast. Ked read out that he thought we were Twitter verified. I told him it was dumb. Him and Dale were jacked up. Look at us oh, now. No, but not at one point did you tell me that you thought it wasn't real. Ked, do you know anybody who's verified on Twitter? Uh, yeah, I actually do. I've interviewed quite a bit. Quite a bit of people. <laughs> so I don't know, man. I thought that was funny. I figured we had to be honest about that. Also, uh, BizDev suspended. So they're back. Uh, don't you think it's weird? The business development guy. Uh, after we got hacked is nowhere to be found to answer some questions. Cause let's be honest too. After we got hacked business development, Dale received an email from like a Nigerian prince who created his account two hours earlier. Uh, and was like, what did he say? Well, I he was like, Oh, like, I can get your account back. Like yeah. if you give me your email and password and Dale's like, should I do it? <laughs> it's like, no. Yeah. And I posted something on Reddit. I, I'll, thank God it didn't happen because it's not illegal now. But I was going to hire a legitimate hacker to hack our fucking shit back. I think if you guys have listened to this podcast, you should know by now I'm a huge grudge guy. And if you steal from me, I will steal from you. So my plan was to get this hacker, to get our followers back, and then I was going to tell them to do whatever he could to ruin whoever hacked us lives. Like, that's what I wanted. I wanted their lives ruined. Like, do whatever you have to do. Black market type shit. Do it. I don't care. Uh, luckily... Twitter support jumped in because I mean, I feel like we kind of think we're on NCIS or like 24, but in reality, it was just a phishing scheme that Twitter support probably took two seconds and then changed it back. <laughs> but but uh, in the process of this, I, I had been talking to a hacker and I was going to pay the hacker in Bitcoin. I had already bought the Bitcoin and then Twitter support hit us up and was like, hey, your followers are back. So not only did we get our followers back, but I also uh, diversified my portfolio. So. I mean, is this something like, you know how you can get like charged with attempted murder? Are you about to get charged with attempted hacking? No, dude, because I, it never went through. It never <laughs> yeah. went through, dude. Like uh, attempted murder. You like you, actually, mind, you, you give the green light. There's no such thing as an attempted murder with with somebody who's still on the red light, dude. I mean, attempted murder, the light's still green. They just didn't fucking execute. I, yeah, I thought it was pretty funny. I was like at work one morning. Um and I, I looked down on my phone. I had a text from Ken, and it was basically like, I've decided, like, I'm going to hack the hacker. <laughs> I fucking wanted it, dude. I was so mad. I, like, I, I don't think I would get on a plane and go to Turkey, but if that motherfucker ever came here, I I would, oh, man. I think I'd have the right to, like, kill somebody if somebody stole 30000 Like, that's five years of my hard work. Maybe not kill somebody, but, like, the you know. Only, yeah, dude, take it easy on that, too. The only thing... Um, the only thing I'd say is I would I just like I'm sorry hackers I just feel like we're very hackable like I just don't want anybody listening to this right now being like they hate hackers I'm gonna hack them like I, I feel like we're a pro hacker podcast yeah we are definitely a pro hacker podcast but whoever hacked us you are on my shit list forever so <laughs> there's that so that's that's just kind of the Ked Ked's fucking battle and illness like a legitimate illness one that I don't think society or human civilizations heard of. Uh, since I've been around or pretty much anybody else. I mean, that's kind of a big deal. Um, 
Hal, first Valentine's Day with the wife. He's fucking on here. He's grinding away. He's podcasting. And again, Dale, nowhere to be found. So um, we could probably hop into NHL news. So actually, I I want to ask you this, Hal. How many senses do you have? Like you have taste, touch. I think you have five, right? Because the sixth sense is like the imaginary. The movie, right? So I've <laughs> lost taste, I've lost smell, and I don't have my contacts in or my glasses. So I am batting. I'm th- I'm I'm only two for five right now. That's a that's a forty percent clip. And look at the way I'm performing. I sometimes I really wonder like, why can't people just do the shit that I do? You know what I mean? But NHL in the news. Here we go. <laughs> Am I am I hosting? You're anything? the host. I I can't see. That's right. You can't read. All right. First one. Uh, Oilers win a game when neither Connor McDavid or Leon Drysdale record a point for the first time since November twenty eighth, two thousand seventeen versus Arizona. Uh, I thought this was interesting. What? I think, yeah, which is so long ago, right? Like, I, I don't Let's know. Let, say it again. It's Connor McDavid and Leon Drysdale didn't have a point, and the Oilers won, and that's the first time that's happened since twenty seventeen. Correct. Jesus Christ. Boys. Right. And, and like to me, oh, that just, I, I'm going to combine it with the other story. So, real deal, Neil has put on waivers and he cleared, he's got 5.5 million, right, left on his contract. I just think it goes to show, like, the fact that it took this long. And by the way, the team that they did beat was Ottawa and Ottawa outshot them in the game. Um, so, really, like, nothing that special there. They just don't have depth scoring, like, ever. I was looking down their lineup. Right, they brought Turris in this year, three points, sixteen games. Cassian has three points. Neil three points. Anis has three points. Like those are the veterans you bring in to try to support Connor McDavid, and Leon Dreisaitl, and they just still can't do it. That's insane. Like that, <coughs> they have to figure that out. Twenty seventeen. That's three years ago. You're telling me that a group of those fucking idiots gonna put something together for a win? Like if I'm Connor McDavid, Leon Dreisaitl, take me out to dinner every fucking night. You guys suck at hockey. <laughs> and here's one for you. Here's one. This is from Hockey Stat Miner. It's kind of similar, not exactly similar, but the Rangers have yet to score a five-on-five goal with when Panarin is out of the lineup. The last five-on-five goal scored with Panarin out of the lineup was Brady Shea from Kevin Shattenkirk on April 6, 2019, <laughs> three months before he signed, which isn't as aggressive as the Edmonton one, but still, like, that's fucking yeah. nuts, man. People, yeah. accountability, dude, right? Like, Fucking be accountable. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, and like as a Bruins fan, like my my perspective too is like the Bruins, right? Like we have our top line that does so much of our scoring, but like at least every now and then, like you can get a chip in from like like Nick Ritchie or somebody like that. Like why don't why can't they get that? It's not that hard to find guys that'll put up like 30, 40 points and be consistent. And why wouldn't people want to play there? I don't, that's I mean that's another great point. This might be a dumb question. I don't watch a ton of the Oilers. I mean David and Drysaddle on the same line, on and off. I think. I think that kind of prevents a, if like if they were on the same line, that would mean that their line scored every single game until from 2017 on. The fact that they're separate. I mean that's still fucking nuts, dude. That's yeah, yeah I guess. But and then you look at it too. But like Ryan, you Ryan Nugent Hopkins didn't carry them for one fucking game. Yeah, and they don't play on the same line. I apologize. First line's Nugent Hopkins, McDavid, and it was Neil. And then Cahoon, Dreisaitl, Yamamoto is the second line. So 
So they're split yeah. up. It's like the same thing. Why can't you just do the Malkin Crosby and have but a little more? If depth? you read those fucking names, no shit that they haven't won a game since 2017. Like, yeah. is there one guy on that list where you're like, fuck, I really, really, really wish that player was on my team? Not one. Yeah. No, I agree. Uh, two other things that this just brought me to. The first, uh, Tyson Berry, he was like, Leafs fans hated him. You remember how much money he was going to get when he was on the abs? It was like crazy. Biz, uh, Biz was like stroking him off to like $8 million plus. And then what do you do? He went to Toronto and he just shit. Yeah, it fell apart, right? He was like an offensive defenseman. He definitely has his liabilities, but 12.16 games, right? Like that's uh, good. Okay. Yep. He's Even back. if he's a defensive liability for the Oilers to get that back end scoring, like I would take that trade off all day. So hopefully Oilers fans aren't too rough on him. Uh, the other thing that I picked up, because you remember how it was the Luch neil trade? So like yep. you, at first glance, I thought like, well, I guess technically Neil's getting waived. Like maybe the Flames won that. I didn't realize it, and it took a tweet for me to find this. But because Lucic has a no-move no clause, they can't even put him up to be eligible to get taken in the expansion draft, and they can't waive him. So because Calgary? he has a no move, he's just stuck on their lineup. There's nothing they can do about it. Calgary? Yeah. Oh, no way. <laughs> yeah. yeah, so at least with 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 Neil one, you can wave him. You can move him around for cap money. He can ride the taxi squad. He can come up. I don't know what the purpose of it was because he cleared. But also, uh, if he's still around, like maybe an expansion team does take a, a whiff at James Neal. 20 goals a year, right? Like couldn't hurt maybe. Like yeah. that could be a, team, a guy I would be interested in. Yeah, I mean, in real deal, Neil, you can shoot the puck. Like, he, you might not be able to skate as well as he once used to or power forward, but that guy's got a rip, and that doesn't go away. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Do you have any, anything else on that? We could That's move fucking on? nuts about that Lucic deal. That fucking sucks for Calgary. Yeah. I was looking at the Calgary jerseys again the other day. I have fucking Matthew Kachucks in my cart, and I still haven't pulled the trigger yet. Maybe once – <clears throat> Maybe once I fucking come out victorious on this COVID thing, I'll treat myself. Who knows? Uh, yeah, that's that's kind of what I got. Fair enough. Uh, next one, Miko Koivu retired. Uh, played for the Blue Jackets for like seven games this year. Obviously, I think he was 11-year captain of the Wild. Played there forever, over 1,000 games, 700 points. What do you have on Miko Koivu? I think people who have been with one team for forever – and then as their careers winding down, this is Brett Favre, except for he's nowhere near as good as Brett Favre. Like, he's irrelevant to me now. Like, he should have stayed in Minnesota. That should have been his legacy. And now I'm always going to remember him as the guy who went to Columbus for fucking a cup of coffee and was like, no, you won't, dude. Yeah, dude, I hate this. I hate everything about this. Like, especially if I'm a Minnesota fan. And I'm not even a Minnesota fan. I fucking hate the, the Wild other than Zuccarello. But, like, I'm trying to if, – if, if there was a New York Ranger and we had a captain for 11 years, right, and he had been known for being a fucking a part of the New York Rangers organization, that's what it was. And if his career comes, it's kind of very similar to Hank, I would suppose, except for Hank got out of it before playing six games. In yeah, way, I guess, but here's the thing. get out of it. Like, he, he, he's sick and he had to have surgery and stuff like that. But, like, I hate that. I fucking think – Dude, I, I understand having pride in yourself and like really trying to fucking compete. But like, what is Miku Koivu going to Columbus for? You're not gonna win it. Like, is that a place where you're like, oh, I am gonna win a cup this year? No. no. I, but my here's my thing, dude. So I I liked his. I thought his quotes were fucking. Let's awesome. read them. I didn't hear him yet. Can, so basically, I don't have him pulled up. But basically, the gist of it was Miku Koivu said the reason he retired was that after seven games, he realized that he he couldn't play to the level he wanted to, 
Uh, and he was letting his teammates down like every time he went on the ice because he knew he couldn't be an NHL player. And part of me feels like he had been the captain in Minnesota for so long and like he was deteriorating and maybe he just knew he shouldn't couldn't have known that there. before he left. What? Shouldn't he have known that before he left? Like shouldn't it shouldn't have been a fucking clue the fact that he's been a captain of his one organization for so long they didn't want anything to do with him be kind of like a hint, like, oh hey man, you probably don't have it anymore. Yeah, but like you don't have pride in that, dude. Like you would, you would just retire. You would just retire in that situation. I would either retire or I would one thousand percent go to a team where I would think that I could win a Stanley Cup that year. Yeah, I, will, I, know, I think I, I think the Columbus Blue Jackets for him was a lateral move, and in my mind, I'm like, you can't be that dumb thinking like. I just I, something seems fishy here, dude. To me, it's the one thing I would say on that to me is if you're a guy who signs a one year deal with like a bubble team. Like you're either gonna if they make the playoffs they're gonna keep you and if not they're probably oh, gonna try yeah. to flip you. Yeah. You probably have a good chance. I mean I get what you're saying. I guess to me I just wanted to shout him out. He was kind of a boring player and like the time in Minnesota. I know nothing was, about him, but I've one never of the most it. irrelevant things. Yeah, he though. So I don't remember if you ever read him, but the hockey news used to have these sick draft edition booklets, and for whatever reason. The first one I ever got was 01. I'll never forget it because I got I was just obsessed with reading about Miko Koivu. Uh, because Nikki I thought Koivu. Saku, I thought Saku was sick, right? Uh, yeah, was a hab, and it's crazy. Me, Koivu was drafted in 01. That's the Spezza Kovalchuk draft. This dude's old, right? Yeah. So it makes sense that he thinks he can't really play anymore. But he just always had that hype. He was like maybe going to be the next Finnish player. Didn't really become that, but I really think if he was on a better contender, maybe during his prime when he was putting up like 60 50 points pretty consistently and he was on an actual team that was good maybe a second line center that he would have been a great cup piece would have been cool to see him make more runs i'm trying to see who had a better career him or his brother because i knew i knew saku was like the captain he got what he got did he have cancer did he get hurt or he was he was fucking nasty though wasn't he saku had more games played and more points by like 100 each saku did yeah, Sako is definitely the better player. 100%. Oh, damn. So he had played there for a fucking... See, for some reason, I thought Sako Koivu's like, career was cut like very short, but maybe it wasn't. I, I think oh, after no, the, he played almost 1,200 games. Okay. Yeah, after the, cancer, after the cancer, I'm pretty sure he ended up going to the Ducks, and that's when it kind of became a little irrelevant. Do you yep. know what I mean? Yep, that's exactly what happened. Okay. Um, um, so, yeah, I don't know. We have different opinions. I'm actually... I like that fiery take, but I think we'll kind of transition that one right into the other one because it's another Finn... Columbus, I think you love this story, right? So early in the week, early in the week, I forget who they were playing, but he got benched. Uh, he got benched. It came out. I think he like yelled at a coach or something. Yeah, he, like he a, said something to an assistant coach. He probably told an assistant coach to like suck, suck it or something. Yeah, and then and then he apologized that he deserved the benching. Next game, he comes out. He rips a high hard one, right? Like three minutes into the game, scores that goal. Top Later cheese, in the bro. game, does the, yeah, that's just top cheese. Yeah, fights. Harder. Fights Brandon Hagel. Uh, gets pumped. Gets pumped, but it was a sick move. What do you have on that? The one thing I'll, I'll throw out there, too, he got benched that one game. He goes out, he plays that way, uh, and he Torts gave him 20 minutes of ice time that night. The, the Columbus Blue Jackets are not Patrick Laine's team. The Columbus Blue Jackets are John Tortorella's team. And look at what Tortorella just fucking did, dude. He created an absolute beast. I don't even care if this is just one game and this will never happen again. You know for a fact, as soon as that game was over, Torts went up the line and like gave him a Budweiser and told him that he earned it. Like that's that's the type of shit I love. That dude, like Line is not known for fighting or whatever. And yeah, he might have gotten dropped. He got popped pretty good, but the fact that he came over, like. 
when I think of Patrick Line, I remember him playing against the Rangers a few years ago. My dad being like, I really wish he becomes a Ranger because he's easily the best player on the ice, which he was. But in so in terms of consistency, like you never really know when he's gonna bring it. He kind of has that, like, what's the word? What did I call Ruben Randall a couple weeks ago? Uh, <laughs> oh, an enigma. He's an enigma, like somebody who's like supposed to be really, really good, but you never know if he's going to show up kind of thing. Evgeny Malkin kind of has that a little bit of a vibe to him, except for he's far more consistent than Line A is. Uh, well, usually is until this year. But like Line A going out there, fucking putting the boys on his back. I'm going to score a quick goal. Uh, hey, guys, I'm going to show you why I get paid this much money. I'm going to go in. I'm going to fucking kind of curl and drag. Boop, done. Cool. And then he goes out of his way, and he sticks up for Jack Roslevic. Not only did this, I, I, I'm sure you saw the uh, the boards, like people, they were pretty much breaking their sticks on the boards when that fight was over. But like, I thought it was also cool that he stuck up for his guy from Winnipeg too. So it's it's like those guys are still kind of together in a weird way. But uh, did you see Rosovic's goal earlier this week? That might be the goal of the year thus far. Yeah, it's sick. And plus he has the sick storyline too, right? That he's from Columbus. He's like an Ohio kid. Comes home, like never really given a chance because the Winnipeg was so deep on that first line. He's got nine points in nine games since the trade. He had 29 points last year. Like uh, a lot of people, I didn't get it at the time. A lot of Winnipeg fans were pissed about the trade. And it was more so that they gave up Rossovic too. Really? Um, and I, I, I kind of understand that now. I just think, yeah. I think he's a first rounder. Okay. I don't know much about him. He's first round 25th overall. He played, uh, he played for Miami of Ohio and all over there too. So is like, he, is he old? <laughs> no, he's like 24, 24. That's a good pickup for the fucking Blue Jackets. Yeah, I mean, so all in all, dude, I just love seeing a player that doesn't normally, like when you think of him, you don't think plays a Tortorella-type system, go out there almost immediately after getting benched and being like, I can fucking do this for the boys. And you know, and like, I, I listened to Callahan on Spin Chicklets and he talked about how like the Rangers were like Torts' team and like you can see how Torts did this in Columbus with guys like Nick Felino and like Cam Atkinson and even Brandon Dubinsky. Like those are guys that are gonna fucking battle through a wall. And I think I think it was Cam Atkinson who got interviewed and he's like, Listen, like benching's happened. Like it's happened to me plenty of times. Like and, and I thought that was kind of cool. Them kind of a guy who's already kind of been there and done that. Not necessarily sticking up for line. A. Well, I guess he is sticking up for line, line A in the media. Like this isn't a news story. Like this is what happens in in the thing. Like this is where all his team. And then Line A comes out and does that. I fucking love that. He's my hero of the week. Wow, that was huge. I, I, mean, love that shit, I was like kind of disappointed on on Line A for a little bit because I knew he could score, but like to me, he kind of seemed disinterested. He was only into himself. But after watching that dude, like that's why I love hockey because like you would never see LeBron James go out there and take a charge for like a teammate or some shit like that. But you see Patrick Line, a goofball, weird looking dude from Finland who has no idea how to fight, drop the mitts with somebody who yeah, it's probably quite a little bit smaller than he is, but still, fucking sick. I feel love like it. hockey's back. By the way, I feel like this is yeah. this is like pre-COVID hockey. Like yeah, you know how I knew hockey was back? I don't know if you saw it. There's a video f- floating around. Uh, Garrett Klotz uh, got in this huge fight in the ECHL. It's unbelievable. You got to look it up. It's like going viral. No way. Throwing Klotz. bombs. That's when I knew. I, he's been in the ECHL for like almost a decade now. Like he played for the – it's so weird to look back because we were what huge Phantoms fans. He played for them in like 09. Yeah, when we were in like high school. But he was like a rookie, and now Klotz, he's like 10 years deep in the East Coast. So – Shout out to him and getting some shine for that fight. I was pumped to see that. That's awesome. I love that. That's cool. Fuck yeah. That was good yeah. conversation. I feel like we're kind of thriving on this pod right now. Yeah. 
Go uh, next one. Golden Knights, uh, Vegas Golden Knights came out with their golden chrome helmets. Uh, Ted, we'll go to you first, bro. It's made me irrationally angry looking at these fucking idiots with fucking space helmets on. What are you doing? How did somebody fucking tell these guys that this was a good idea? What was the chatter like in the locker room when they were about to walk out on the ice? Like, oh my God, we are going to get ripped apart. Like, what? They look our two fucking feet to, man. Yeah, I dude, I've had the take. Wait, so. that's wrong. That's wrong. Who's the other fucking robot? It's not R two D two, is it? I'm not a nerd. Barking up the wrong tree, dude. Okay. I don't <laughs> <know>. <laughs> uh, no offense, Star Wars fans. Fink's gonna be pissed about that. Sorry. Golden helmets. I actually, so I think they're cool because it's Vegas. That's the only reason I think they're cool. I don't think they look like Notre Dame helmets because they're like flashy, but I think it fits Vegas. And I, from the jump, thought that Vegas's jerseys were ugly. Like I, people like gave their first jerseys a lot of credit like i never thought the setup with like the white on the gloves and stuff was that they're cool. modern man because you have all these modern hockey fans on twitter that's why right. so if they they're want if they want cool. to get flashy i just think it fits vegas you know what i mean like i can see pat's ready buzzing around in this helmet like Bro, you're being so such a troll right now <laughs> there's no way you think that those helmets look fucking cool they're gonna be unreal bro and like you're such I, a troll i love it so <laughs> that's all i have on that i wonder what people think <laughs> I mean, people. I but if you remember, Ked, when the uh, the Kings came out with their chrome helmets, the silver ones, I liked those. It's kind of an ugly look. I get it. The silver's less appealing than a fucking. You're you're literally skating around with a, a brick of gold on your head, like yeah. freshly shined gold. It's awful. Yeah, I hundred percent. A agree. really good team, but awful helmets. Please don't do that again. <laughs> Peng- Penguins have named Ron Hextall general manager and Brian Burke as president of hockey operations. Those are the two guys that got replaced. Thoughts on that? And then also I'll just roll it in there. Well, let, uh, no, don't roll it in yet because we're going to talk about well, it. Well, I think it plays into it. Well, right, maybe, maybe, maybe a little bit, because but the potential destination of what would be happening there, you know, that's something I wouldn't mind talking about. All right, about. so what do you have first? Hextall general manager, Brian Burke, hockey, of op- hockey ops. Do you remember when Alan Walsh tweeted that picture of Marc Andre Fleury with the sword sticking out of his head with with uh with the boar's name on it or whatever? Yeah. Is this how Flyers fans feel about Ron Hexall leaving Philly and going to Pittsburgh? I don't know, man. Maybe the rivalry is dead. Like Disco put out a poll and the general public thinks Caps fans should hate Crosby more than Flyers fans. That boggled my fucking mind. Bro, if Mark Messier, Adam Graves, Mike Richter, or Brian Leach ever went to the Devils or Islanders, I would hate them till the moment I died. Yeah, I don't know. And like, what do you what do you have on me? Good for good for him. Like, I mean, he he's dude. He's gonna be the GM of a team that Sidney Crosby and Evgeny Malkin's on. Like, that's fucking pretty sick, dude. And Ron Hextall, like. Pound for pound, like you're there are a lot of tough fighters, like skilled, not skilled, but like player fighters. He's the toughest goalie fighter of all time, right? Like, yeah, he was a cool player. My beef is you remember when he was the Flyers general manager? The big joke was always the Flyers haven't had a good goalie since Ron Hextall. Now he's the GM. He never found that goalie. Like, like he I I can't remember. He was there maybe till 2018, so maybe he did draft Carter Hart. But like outside of that draft, he never found one. And I Penguins well, had a fucking Nidamaki didn't make you all sorts of hot and bother over there for a goalie, dude. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> yeah, so I don't know. And I I'm just gonna bring it up now and you can transition however you want. So then well, really, really quick, this also reminded me about when uh David Wells used to talk about how much he hated Boston. And if they ever tore down Fenway Park, he'd be the guy w- with the bulldozer doing it, and then he went on to fucking pitch for the Red Sox. I hate people that do that. Yeah, and okay, I love so, Boomer. And we didn't even we didn't even touch on this yet. Uh Hilarious that his nickname's Boomer, by the way. 
Yeah. Like luckily yeah. now. Like that nailed that one. Dude, I it just it upsets <laughs> me that I enjoy Brian Burke in media. Well, so Burke. I'm kind of, I'm kind of upset that he's not going to be like giving his hot takes all the time now and he's actually working a team. I feel like that's a loss for a general hockey fan, but the rumors to me and this is why I wanted to tie him in, the rumors to me make sense like Brian Burke like he's like pretty open that he'll just like try. He's basically down to trade whatever. Remember he did the Phil Kessel trade yeah. uh, in Toronto with like the Sagan swap and everything. Like he's made some crazy trades. Um, and now he's coming over here and Drager just came out and said, maybe Crosby or like Maul can get moved. And of course, when they talked Crosby, they talked, uh, two teams, two teams specifically, who are the two teams? The Avalanche and the Rangers. The what was the second one? New York Rangers. Okay. Okay. That's weird. Um, I mean, what a casual drop of a tweet, by the way. And this isn't some Joe Schmo. Like, Darren Drager knows what the fuck's going on. So, where there's smoke, there's fire. I think this is kind of the Penguins make the playoffs cool, if not. And and I had talked to somebody else in the hockey community um, who definitely has connections. I'm not saying that this is a fucking source, whatever have you. Like, I would – whatever. I was told that the reason that Rutherford left was because – there was pressure being put on where if like Sidney Crosby might need to like go. And he's like, I don't want to be the guy that does that. So I think that that kind of makes a whole lot of sense now. Yeah. And then you've these two guys, I would describe Burke and just like Hextall as a person as wild cards. So they yeah. come in. I don't know. It'll be, it'll be interesting to see. Of course the Rangers are tied in there. Cause the Rangers, like I generally think Darren Drager's source is probably like, well, I'm, it's an educated guess to say the Rangers are involved and like they're probably right because everyone knows the Rangers love knocking on all the doors because who wouldn't want to play in the big city and get taxed to shit and have to take the subway to the rank? Like, well, here's want that here's my thing, dude. Like, what do you even give up to get Sidney Crosby on your team? I don't know. Probably. I know he's older now, but like, he's still a, a top fucking three player in the game. A lot. I mean, I would imagine you would lose at least Lafreniere or Capo. Ka- Ka- like, they have to get a huge haul, correct? <laughs> You would fucking think, dude. Like you, you would have to give up. But that's the thing. Like you, you just never know. And then, like, what, what would Colorado have to give up? Would they have to give up one of Landeskog, uh, Rantanen, or, or uh, who's the fucking really good one? I, dude, I have no idea. Oh, I have no idea. I think I don't know how to build trades in my head like that. They, I, it's crazy. They obviously wouldn't give up McKinnon or like one of their studs. Maybe like Byram. I. Pittsburgh would obviously want a huge haul, but you're also have to remember you're trading for like an old Crosby who has injuries. Like still, I, still one of the best players. I know. So you have to do it, dude. It's just, I don't know. Crazy scenario. It never really crossed my mind that he might play anywhere else. Um, you know what I mean? Like, I wonder if more of these contracts, like some of these old guys have such huge contracts and there was those days where everyone was getting like the 10 year contracts and it just sucks. Cause I think it makes it harder for like, like the Blackhawks are rebuilding right now. Like, how cool would it be if they traded like Taze home to Winnipeg or something like that? Like, but you and it also guys want to stay with the team forever. But I feel like those contracts kind of bar some of these trades, you know? Yeah, I was also told that one of the only places Crosby would ever want to go would be Montreal. Maybe <laughs> that would be something that would happen. That um, has Bergevin written all over it. Yeah, I. <coughs> sorry, guys. I um, I don't know. This this was just this was news for sure. NHL news. Last one, Ryan Dezingle, uh traded back to Ottawa uh, from Carolina, and Carolina got Alex Galchenyuk, who they already waived, and Cedric Pocat. So really, uh, looks like Carolina's eating Galchenyuk's contract possibly, and then Cedric Pocat straight up for Dezingle. Thoughts? I have a huge. Uh, I just I really don't like Dezingle. 
Um, this stems back to the trade deadline when Dezingo got way more than what Matt Zugrello got, and I thought that was a slap in the face. Cause to me, I think Matt Zugrello is 10 times the player Ryan Dezingo is, so I'm not shocked that Ryan Dezingo's already been dealt. You kind of did a little bit of uh, uh, control. What's I, Dude, my brain's fried. Uh, you got Pawcat back, so, I mean, that's that's solid. Uh, he's, he's won a cop, obviously, and, like, He's annoying to play against. He he's gonna fit in perfect in Carolina. Um, but Alex Galchenyuk, dude, turning into the modern day Thomas Vanek. I mean, he's played for pretty much every team now. We before the podcast started, you had a list of teams. I couldn't believe it. Um, I don't know what happened with him. He was supposed to be really good. Did he? Didn't he get hurt? I thought he got hurt. It was a knee. I don't know. Yeah, hurt. He just hasn't fit right. The trades it goes Montreal to Arizona to Pittsburgh to Minnesota to Ottawa to Carolina. Like, just can't stick on. You're right. When he was like 20 years old, he was putting up like 56 points. And to kind of see him fall like this and basically be a suitcase, it's crazy. Uh, does Zingo, I don't – what's that? It's sad. Yeah, I guess. I mean, dude, Dezingo to me is a weird one. I know you hate him, and I get kind of your logic behind it, but he worked in Ottawa. He put 40 points up back-to-back years, never really found it again. I, I remember when the Bruins played the Blue Jackets that year in the playoffs. I thought he looked pretty good. Do you, have, the really points? Do you have his points in front of you? Uh yeah, he has four points or eleven games this no, year. No, no, no. Back when he was on Ottawa, he put up like forty. Uh yeah, back to seventy nine games, forty one points, fifty seven. Two, games. Two Grello had sixty points plus at pretty much every year for the Rangers. We got boned in that deal. All right, yep, keep going. Fuck. Uh, and then <laughs> Cedric Podcast. I mean, I thought the Carolina Hurricanes are all about family fun, and he just doesn't fit that narrative. He's a career ender. People forget. Uh, <laughs> I don't. Tough look, and I think it's funny too. I thought Podcast was going to be a great fit. Uh, for the Senators, but I think it didn't really work out. I don't know. So what are your thoughts on that? Didn't you think, like, I thought the Senators, everyone knew they were going to suck this year, but you thought, like, they got Paquette, like, maybe, like, he would identify, help a fourth line become, like, a thing. Didn't work. Um, what was what was the one Twitter account that there was the, the Quiznos beef? Do you remember that? He's like, yeah, you stole your logo from Quiznos. Do you remember who did that? Wasn't it? Was it somebody perp the Hurricanes for it? I forget who it was, but whoever did that, fucking A-plus stuff, dude. <laughs> All right, bro. I, yeah, I hate I hate hockey team Twitter accounts. That was cool. No EASHL news. I don't nothing on that. And then so we usually do Rangers Bruins. We're gonna combine them. They played back to back nights. Of course, the Bruins won both games. First place in the division. Uh, the Rangers held on. You know, gave it a real JV effort. What do you got on the series? What they lose? They lost two to one and one to nothing. <laughs> yeah. Um. I, I don't know. I, I have some thoughts. Uh, this The first game they played, Shesterkin, I thought he played well. The second game they played, Georgia, I thought he played well. Um, there's a, I don't know. There's a lot to be optimistic about if you're a Rangers fan. Like, we just played a team that's been pretty much first in the East for the past fucking forever amount of years. And, and not only played them to one-goal games, it wasn't like we were getting dominated and it was only a one-goal game. Like There was a lot of back and forth. I was I was really happy to see how the Rangers actually have a defensive like structure now. They have a D-zone. Lindy Ruff's gone, Jacques Martin's in. That's nice to see. Uh, I think we saw three fights in the second game, and I think a lot of this was carryover from the first game. Brad Marchand, I'd have him on my team any day of the week. He's fucking so good at hockey, and he's the pest. Uh, I don't know if you remember this. Panarin got hurt in the first game, and then they put him back out on the power play, and he passed the puck, and Marchand went out of his way to finish a hit on him. 
this this right here is what separates Brad Marchand from players in the NHL. He he didn't do it just to do it. He did that on purpose. He knew that Brad, he knew that Panarin been hurt and he went over there to finish his hit. I know people probably get mad about that. As a Rangers fan, I should be mad about that. I am, I guess. But as a hockey fan, like that's what you do. You finish your checks on especially star players when you know that they might not be feeling that great. I'm gonna go over there and finish my check. And I think a lot of the carryover on the second game happened because that happened. Uh, Buchnevich immediately jumped over the boards and got in Marshan's face. And then the next game, like Marshan was all over the place. He started a scrum with Brett Howden. Good luck with that, Howden. Uh, yeah, a lot of stick work. A lot of stick work in that one. That looked like uh, like a young blood scene. Yeah, and and I don't know. Um, we had three fights: uh, Brendan Lemieux, Trent Frederick, Lemmy. If if you, I know this because I watch the Rangers. And if no, I mean it'd be kind of cool if there were NHL guys listening to this podcast. But it, it is notorious that when Lemieux goes to drop the gloves, the gloves are off his hands far before your gloves are off and he's going to start feeding you. Like that is his thing. He does that every time. Is it cheap? I don't know. If you, if two people are going to say their fight and, and both people are into it, as soon as they say they're into it, they're down, whatever. Lemmy does not often square up with somebody. So it did not surprise me to see him just feed Frederick with a hundred uppercuts until Frederick could kind of figure out how to end up squaring up from them. Frederick held in. He held in there, dude. He threw some bombs afterwards. It was a fucking sick fight. And then Frederick got up and he, and he's like, we're going again. This Trent Frederick kid, he's 23, 24 years old. If you guys get a chance, look up Brendan Lemieux's Instagram page. Guy's fucking 215 pounds of muscle. Not only has he fought Lemieux, he's also fought Tom Wilson, who's probably the biggest bad mamma jamma in the league other than Ryan Reeves. This, I can't imagine being 24 years old and being like, yeah, I'm going to go fight that guy. Like, that's insane to me. Yeah, I mean, it is crazy. And I and I feel like if, if you watch Frederick, too, I feel like you know he's definitely going to want to try to fight Lemieux every single time they play again, which will be yeah. interesting because I feel like Lemieux's the type of guy that probably won't give him the fight. And then maybe Frederick will take a stupid penalty or something like that. We'll see. I and thought that fight was good. And like as a Bruins fan, I didn't think I don't know. I didn't think it was cheap. I didn't think it was cheap. It's yeah. kind of like it is what it is. And it's it's a What do you think about the Marshan thing? Do you think it was a lot of carryover from that? Like I I remember that play specifically happening and being like, there, there's gonna be a lot of antics next game. Uh I don't know. I forget what happened. Something happened in the first. It looked like Lemieux was like there was something that happened. I texted you, and it seemed like Lemieux was going to be chomping at the bit, and then they fought a couple shifts after. Might have been the Marchand thing from that, so maybe uh, it kind of carried over into the spearing thing, which then carried in from there. And that that Buchnevich, would make got fucking fed by Lazan, which was cool to see Buchnevich stick up for his teammate. But like, dude, fighting is not in your tool belt. Yeah, it felt good too as a Bruins fan to kind of like even the scorecard. So I enjoyed that one. Lazan's definitely. Uh, a more experienced fighter and good. And I love it. Talk about a guy who's like stepped up. Jeremy Lazan plays like almost 25 minutes a night for us right now and hasn't been too bad. I didn't, I didn't notice him. And if you're a defenseman, that's what you want to like. That's what you want. You don't want to be noticed. I didn't notice him at all, but the one guy I did notice in a positive way. I thought Zaboro is, is going to end up being, I don't know if he's going to be a fucking stand. It's like an absolute stud, but like he, he impressed me his way to be able to move the puck and they even put him on the power play for a little bit. Um, you know who I didn't notice as much in the second game was Adam Fox because Pierre wasn't there stroking, stroking <laughs> that him. That was wild, every dude. Every so much I, Adam Fox talk. Oh, my God. That was crazy. Um, Nick Ritchie is a fucking scumbag. I hope the Rangers <laughs> go at him. I hate that fucking guy. Uh, Huge goal. I mean, you know, goal. How gross was that cool? Krejci always looks angry, dude. Wagner was serving. Uh, dude, that – we talked about this and we texted during the game. That was like one of the more entertaining one nothing hockey games I think I've ever seen. Like it, it, there was just action the whole time. 
Yeah, I agree. I, I think it proves the point. You don't always have to have goals scored, but I thought it was good. I mean, from my perspective, what sucks is the Bruins then lost. They had back-to-back last night, and they lost to the Islanders, who the, they're 0-2 against this year, which is fucking tough to hear. But to me, and I told you this, like as a Rangers fan, I the the Rangers the Rangers look like a better, like a more skilled team than the Islanders. But then I was thinking about it, and obviously there's a huge difference in coaching. No offense to Quinn, but like Islanders arguably have the best coach, and the Islanders also have guys like Clutterbuck. It's a little easier to have like Clutterbuck and Martin buy in than the Rangers, so they're even. But like from a pure talent standpoint, I would take the Rangers. That that loss to Islanders doesn't go unnoticed to me because the Rangers shit kicked the Bruins for two games in a row and then they gave it back to back with the Islanders. I wasn't shocked on that. If it I definitely was- felt it definitely felt like no one on the Bruins wanted to fight that game. Like they were all like kind of needed a breath. <laughs> if if I had known that there's a back to back, I would have put money on the Islanders. Cause like but that's the cool thing about this schedule now, dude, is like <clears throat> the Rangers and the Bruins, like they back when like Callahan and Vinsky were there, I feel like there was more of an edge, and then that kind of went away. But they played back to back, and then everybody was fucking down to go, and it was like it, it's just more entertaining hockey, I think. Yeah, and the other thing I was thinking about too, and hopefully it happens, is it was a Wednesday, it was a Wednesday night game and a Friday night game. Bruins Rangers, I feel like a huge issue with that so called rivalry, which is not, is because it gets such good ratings. It's always a matinee game. And the matinee games are always so flat, like St. Patty's yeah. Day. They're the flattest games. Like there's never a flow. And it's always on like a special holiday. I feel like they're always playing stupid games. So to just get a couple 9, 7 p.m. games, like Friday night, it wasn't on uh, NBC. It was on like your home feed. You know what I mean? That was awesome. No, no, I couldn't. I think you nailed it. I get so jacked up for a matinee game because it's like, oh, hell yeah, I get to watch this and I have so much time afterwards. But pretty much after every matinee game, I'm like, that fucking sucked. So, do you want yeah. to address Steve Valakat's joke about Brad Marchand and uh, Mika Zibanejad? Oh, my God, dude. Just Valakat, he's like, hey, hey, Bill Pito, why don't we just tell the rat there's some cheese there? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That Pretty was, good joke. I mean, that was funny though to watch those two guys do a standoff. Like, yeah, yeah. I mean, I wouldn't have gone off the ice. I would have stayed on the ice until the fucking until everybody else got back. You can't when you stay out that long. You're just so committed. Where if like you leave, it's just a rough look. Hundred <laughs> percent. Also, how do you feel? How do you feel about Mika? Like, still? I mean, I guess I was gonna say it's kind of a tough look because he's been in a goal drought. Even though I thought he looked pretty good against the Bruins, yeah, but he's got superstitions and he's in a goal drought with the guy fucking. I kind of liked it, dude. I thought it was kind of a leadership type move. He had chances. I know he hasn't really produced or executed where he wanted to this year, but like he had a ton of chances. So I, I, I was happy to see that. And then Capo Caco, this is the best hockey I've ever seen him play. He's engaged every single time he's on the ice. He's hard on the forecheck. He gets a puck. He sets people up. And I think it's kind of carrying off on Lafreniere a little bit. The second line with uh, those two in Strom. So um, we're missing Phil Heedle, dude. We're missing Brendan Smith. But Smitty would have added another element to that game. Fuck, I wish Smitty was playing. He would have gotten his ass kicked by somebody. It would have been great. But uh, that's kind of what we have Rangers and Bruins, I think. Do you have anything left over before? Because I just want to mention something afterwards. That's it. Uh, the Greenway Gauntlet. Uh, I couldn't figure out how to get this on the thing this week. So uh, we're going to – don't worry. That's going to be coming back. Greener, if you're listening to the pod, I probably spent – I don't know, 20, 30 minutes trying to adjust this thing to be able to put it on the podcast. I couldn't figure it out. So hand up. That's on me. But also I'm, I have COVID. So um, and then the next one was we, uh, we got barely ground up. I don't even know if we want to touch on this. I don't really have anything going on in hockey. Can I, brands. I want to I want to mention can I brands, dude, because uh, if, you, if you haven't listened to the podcast in a while or whatever, head over to can I brands use promo code TMS 25 to save 25 percent. Uh, 
you better believe that I'm going to be utilizing as much can I brands during this bout with COVID that I have going on right now. I'm going to be using the sleep spray, the rubs. Uh, I'm hoping I get my smell and taste back, but it, it's legit. And like, we've already had uh, them reach out. We already have some sales from it, which is awesome to hear. I love fucking hearing people fucking using that. I mean, save a ton of money with that promo code. It's not 20, it's 25. So that's an extra 5% on your order. And, uh, I mean, I'm definitely going to utilize a sleep spray. I don't know about you, but like when you're sick, going to sleep is the worst thing when you're sick because normally like it comes out at nighttime, you're all stuffy. Like I'm a big Vicks guy, but need a little bit of extra. So I'm going to be using that stuff. And then I mean, the creams, the oils, I'm just going to make a cocktail and just send it, dude. And yeah. And, and thinking about like, I use the sleep spray too, because I think about it like, what do you think is better for you doing ripping some CD CBD spray? Uh, or chugging some like NyQuil to go to sleep. You know what I mean? No yeah. brainer. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm probably going to do both, but yeah. That's <laughs> <laughs> where we're at. Um, that's what we have. Beer League Roundup. Uh, Dale has a game tonight. Hold on. Do you have any update on your Beer League while I'm, I'm going to look at this text group? No, I do not have any update. 10.50 tonight. We didn't play last week because of the Super Bowl, which was nice. That's it, dude. I mean, we have one. We're on a one-game winning streak. It looks like we have an update here. So, beer league roundup. I put in uh, the topics to predict that Bizdev said he had hockey at eight, so he couldn't pod tonight. Um, and it looks like it has some insider information on that. Yeah, I think Bizdev forgot that I'm on the fucking text group, and he just hasn't let them know if he's playing or not. And he's only got a few more hours till that happens. I think this is just a classic. Like, it's just a, excuses, man. So I guess the the is there like a cool quote that I can. Keep going. I'm gonna look up a quote that has to do with excuses. That I mean, dude, I don't really have <laughs> I don't have any much I don't have anything else to say about BizDev's excuses. I don't know if you want to continue to look. I can ramble incoherently for a few more seconds, but uh he that is good for making excuses is seldom good for anything else. Wow. <laughs> I mean, that was a pretty mean quote. <laughs> I'm gonna dude. let you do it, but I because Dale's definitely gonna listen to this. I didn't read that whole thing. I again I'm blind right now and I just I just read the first thing that was on that list. So oh boy. Uh so that's all we have for Beer League Roundup. Patty B Hotline will come back into again COVID tech uh COVID issues, I, right? I have COVID, dude. <laughs> yeah. So we're cruising. Uh, maybe we'll get an under an hour podcast. It looks like we're on pace. Let's see if we can fucking do it. Uh, Dom Moore's Heroes and Zero. Hey, fans. This is Dominic Moore. I'm just going to take you guys through a little bit of the behind-the-scenes stuff here. Dom Moore's Heroes and Zeros. Ken, lead us off. All right, my Hero of the Week. Um, It's kind of funny because we have this uh, – we have somebody who comments on our SoundCloud account a lot with because that's how we put the podcast up, whatever. And uh, – one of the comments was, Ked still talk about Tony D'Angelo. And I said, hey, I didn't put it in the doc. Well, I did put Tony D'Angelo in the doc this week. He is my hero. Uh, New York Post just came out with an article. Larry Brooks, pretty much. It's the first comments that Tony's made since this all happened. And long story short, uh, the fan blog thing got tossed out there. Yeah, I love seeing that. Uh, Tony D'Angelo pretty much said that, hey, man, I'm not trying to play any sort of victim. So don't even begin to that. Like things happen. I take full responsibility. I like seeing that. And then you had interviews from Mark Stahl and, and other people around the league who are, don't even have to deal with the Rangers pretty much saying like this whole racism fucking thing that came out is just not real. It's not true. And uh, <clears throat> half of me thinks this is just like a PR cover up trying to be able to move them. But then 
at the same time, like it's nice to see that Tony came out and fucking made some comments. And let me tell you what, the Rangers have scored one goal in their last two games. I bet they wish that they had an offensive defenseman right about now. So uh, my hero of the week goes to Tony D'Angelo. I hope he gets moved. I hope he can continue playing hockey. And it's just nice to see that this whole razzle-dazzle of Tony D'Angelo being the worst human being on earth is just being put to bed. So good to see. Yeah, I mean – Arguably, I think I'll just go double zero off of that. I mean, you just ba- you just basically uh, did a court case on Tony D'Angelo. Uh, and, yeah, you did a TED talk on Tony D'Angelo, and one of your sources was Mark Stahl, who's also one of your most hated players of all time. So zero of the week with all the hate you gave Mark Stahl. It seems like you should reconsider something. Oh, okay, yeah. That would, that oh, let's continue. It looks like your zero kind of ties into mine. What's your zero of the week? <laughs> Fuck off, dude. I'm a zero, dude. I got COVID. Uh that's that's my zero. I just I feel like shit, and I thought that this was gonna be something that I would never have to like deal with. And it's one of those things, right, dude? You talk to your friends, like you know, COVID's out there, but like, how many people do you really know have it? And I'm I mean, the one dickhead who gets it. Well, not one. I mean, there's tons of others, but like in in your world, like we we have a couple of friends that have gotten it or whatever. But pretty like, much all of them, dude. I would argue I'm probably the only. It was me and you. I think we were the only two in knocking. I don't. Feverboy Rex had it. I don't know if Feverboy Rex had it. Did he in the way beginning? DJ Zumi really get it? Did did uh did Bizdev Dubs get it? Like there there's some. I know there were some test results that went out. You know, but I mean I'm sure they got it. Maybe I'm just like a bigger bitch because that's I can't think or do anything during my time with it, but. Uh, it's just, dude, it's just weird. I fucking hate it. I'm a statistic now, dude. I'm, I'm part on the New York, New York state fucking COVID. There's another case. It's CAD. So, uh, zero of the week, me. It's a good one. I actually, my zeros actually kind of targeted at myself too. It's my prediction. So not this year, last year at the beginning of the year, we did like our, our bold predictions for the year. My bold prediction last year really panned out for me. I said, Josh Anderson, he was just coming off of that run where they beat the bolts and then. Him and Charlie McAvoy got into the playoffs. I loved him. I said he was going to score 30 goals last year. He ended up scoring one. So okay. I, was 20, was I was 29 off. I was close. He was hurt, though. He was hurt, but he still played 26 games, one goal. Uh, it seems like he's still a little off pace. Yeah, that's uh, not great. This year, 15 goal, fifteen games, nine goals. So uh seems like I was just a fucking year off, and I'm an idiot. It would have been cool <laughs> to call one for once, but uh, just knowing my heart of hearts, I, I knew he had it in him. I'm glad he's healthy. I love the way he plays, but I, I recently had a, a significant other in my life th- whose favorite player was that, and I just I can't deal with that. So um, that was our heroes and zeros of the week. Hal just left. I don't know why. Maybe he lost internet, but uh, wait, he's he's back. He is back. There he is. I don't know what just happened there, but I, I was I was just saying I love Josh Anderson, but I had a significant other who also loved him, so I'm out on him, but happy scoring goals. Yeah, uh, just want to kind of backtrack too really quick since we're doing predictions. Carter Hutton, Carter Hutton has uh, four games played this year, one win. What do you think he reaches plateau-wise? Do you think he can hit 10? I don't care. I, I hate that guy. No, he's not going to reach 10. <laughs> On the Sabres and Carter Hutton, yeah. yeah. I had better luck of reaching 10. Never forget when people thought he was the answer for Buffalo goaltending. That will still boggle my mind, but I think that's it, dude. Uh, 55 minutes, only one technical malfunction. We got a good amount of jabs in at Dale. Yep. Uh, Rangers 20, is great. 25. Yep. I mean, I, th- I think it was a pretty good pod. I agree. Like will be back next week when I have somebody who has a functioning brain to figure out how to put it on here. Shout out Dale. 
Uh, yep. Or or he's suspended next week, and we get Dubs or somebody else or Fink or Disco or that's that's the thing, dude. Like we have people waiting in line, and I was once told that once you're putting the lineup, don't ever give the somebody an excuse to take you out of the lineup. Best abilities availability. Yeah, man, and it's ten fundamentals, dude. Prepare to fail, fail to prepare. It's it's sad excuses, but all right. Thanks for tuning in this week's podcast, guys. Everybody have a great Valentine's Day. Uh, eat some ice cream and your thoughts and prayers are are uh, I appreciate them. So, all right, guys, take it easy. <laughs>